Hello, I am Jules Gavilan. Welcome to another Rappler Podcast episode where we discuss facts, nuances, and controversies behind the big issues in the Philippines. This is Rappler's News Break, Beyond the Stories. Sa episode na to, pag-uusapan natin ang mga bagong bayani ng Pilipinas, ang Overseas Filipino Workers. Nitong mga nakaraang buwan, sila ay dumanas ng matinding hirap habang may pandemya. Pagbalik nila ng bansa, na-stranded naman sila o di kaya'y di makauwi sa kanilang mga mahal sa buhay. Ang mga problemang ito ay tip of the iceberg lamang. Ano ang maaaring maging problema sa hinaharap ng mga OFWs? Kasama ko ngayon si Sofia Tomacruz, ang foreign affairs reporter na Rappler, para liwanagin ang sitwasyon ng mga OFW at kung ano ang maaaring gawin ng gobyerno para sa kanila. Hi Sofia, thank you for joining me today. Hi Jadez, thank you for having me. So I think before we dive into yung issues na nangyayari ngayon, uh, siguro bigyan mo ito ng context eh. In the grand scheme of things, in the bigger picture, ano ba yung placement or standing ng OFWs uh, in overall Philippines? Ganon ba sila harami at ano yung usual contribution nila? Mm, right. Um, so, actually, you're right, Nudge, this. Just to understand how really big the scale of the issue is. Well, the Philippine Statistics Authority actually just released no, new figures on mm-hmm. OFWs. And they put the recent estimate at around 2.2 million mm-hmm. uh, Filipinos working overseas uh, just before the pandemic. No? As in, parang April to September um, ito, so recent data just before the pandemic. And majority of them were in the Middle East. Saudi Arabia, in particular, was the most preferred destination of OFWs. And then aside from um, uh, Saudi Arabia, other popular places where a lot of OFWs are, are or were um, include United Arab Emirates, Hong Kong, Taiwan. But aside from recent estimates, what we know then is that um, Filipinos have been leaving for years to work abroad. So, kahit uh, April to September lang yung recent data, there are a lot of other Filipinos who have already been living and working abroad for years, even decades. And that's why um, there are larger estimates that around 10% of, of the Philippine population actually uh, live abroad and work abroad now. And they really account for a lot and they contribute a lot to the Philippines, even if they're not here. Um, no, President Rodrigo Duterte, for example, mentions this, this figure a lot in his speeches of about OFWs, that they contribute 10% of GDP, which um, is largely from their remittances. Mm. Parang kaya nga, di ba, they often refer to them as labor export. Right. Parang sila yung naging top export, di ba? That's what people say. Oh. I'm sure sa laki ng figure na yan of, of WS, marami sa nila uh, one of the first ones to be affected by the coronavirus. Kasi, let's remember, di ba, yung bulk ng beginning ng effect ice outside de, outside the Philippines. So, when the pandemic started, ano yung first issues na nakita mo lumabas pertaining to OFWs? Kasi, I've heard some uh, in Hong Kong losing their jobs. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned Hong Kong kasi sila yung isa sa mga unang areas na affected from the coronavirus crisis. Also because they're near China and everything. And so um, this is where we first started to hear reports of Filipino workers losing their jobs. Mm-hmm. And among the Filipino workers were really the, the domestic workers. Also because 
um, majority of OFWs there are working as domestic workers, around 200,000 mm-hmm. um, of, them, of them hold this kind of work. And so um, a lot of them also reported losing their jobs due to a number of reasons, but it's mostly because employers were either moving out of the city mm-hmm. or because of issues that um, came from them taking days off or their rest days. And we have to also remember now that some of the workers got infected by coronavirus. And so there was that stigma already mm-hmm. around them going out during their day offs. And so um, the Labor Ministry of Hong Kong actually advised domestic workers that if you're going to take your day off, maybe it's better to just stay home if you can avoid going out. But um, there were reports that based on accounts from migrant groups, there were some employers who took the suggestion too far because they interpreted it to be mandatory. So they actually um, kept a lot of domestic workers from going out or enforcing them to work during their days off. And so that also caused a lot of um, problems among which led to some Filipinos losing their jobs. So, yung basta mga issues ng OFWs sa Hong Kong, particularly yung mga domestic helpers, and we know naman na very vulnerable sila to abuse eh, kasi andyan yung hindi sila na monitor ng government mismo nila. So, ano yung uh, first action ng Philippine government na nung lumabas to mga issues na to na Hong Kong uh, DH losing their jobs or being kept from uh, enjoying their days off? Ano yung uh, may, pro- may programs ba na inintroduce ang Philippine government? Mm-mm. So like Hong Kong, no, may mga ibang Filipinas din sa iba't ibang bansa na um, they reported losing their jobs and so or were displaced from their workplaces and so uh, the government's first reaction was largely to bring them home, to repatriate them. And repatriation started around late January, early February. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of quickly where we saw things stop being clear. Because once the OFWs arrived in the Philippines, there wasn't really a system in place to manage all of them. And the arrivals just kept growing and growing and growing, of course, as the, as the coronavirus outbreak worsened and turned into a pandemic. No? And um, there was still no system to manage the thousands of workers who were arriving weekly. Mm-hmm. And it became a problem that just grew and ballooned because um and the government took notice of that because they started requiring OFWs to be tested and to be quarantined um because they were seeing countries left and right were also struggling to contain cases that were imported by travelers but even seeing that sense of um like that urgent problem of having to manage uh, possible imported cases. There wasn't really a system in place. It was like many other um, government responses, largely just making things and making guidelines as they go. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, at the end of the day, it's the OFWs who are affected by that. Yeah. So, parang, well, we're still seeing that problem until now na nasa high time ng pandemic, no? Tama ba ho? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are. We're still seeing that. And we still get reports now of OFWs who uh, complain about delays in, in, in the system. You mentioned OFWs complaining about delays in the system. 
And we mm-hmm. see that the government is responding parang piecemeal, tama ba? Na parang pag may umusbong na problem, they will respond by implementing a measure and then another problem will lalabas and another measure. Mm-hmm. And then another issue that I've seen, siguro one of the big issues na papansin ko ngayon is yung mga na-stranded na mga OFWs or right. stranded in a way na hindi maka-away sa kanilang mga bahay, sa mga probinsya. And then meron din yung mga iba na hindi makalabas ng quarantine facilities kasi ang tagal nung paglabas ng testing results. Mm-hmm. Ano nangyari dito, Sofia? Kasi parang stuck in the middle yung OFWs eh. Right. Well, it was largely a result of being unprepared and not really um, planning and anticipating the number of OFWs who are going to arrive. No, like Going back to what we mentioned earlier, there are millions of OFWs um, abroad. And so when, when we think about that, there was no system really to um, manage all of them when they, when they were all arriving and continue to arrive. And so uh, government was really overwhelmed by that. And OFWs were complaining about um, and, and drew attention to the fact that they had, lit, they had a really hard time accessing tests and waiting for their results. And then after that, waiting for um, documents that prove that they went, that they were tested, they were COVID-free, and that they completed quarantine. And the process that's supposed to take 14 days, let's say, because that's the number of days that you need to isolate after um, coming from abroad and seeing if you have symptoms. For some OFWs, that stretch to um, months, even or yeah months or weeks and so um that's also largely what we see until now even if we're already nearly three months into the thick of the pandemic and maybe around four months now since the crisis really started pero help me understand bakit nagkaganito na overwhelm ng system considering that the government knows uh, how big their OFW population is and they know na Ang effect nito is OFWs going home to the Philippines. Parang lack of foresight or hindi nila prioritize. I think um, parang combination of both. Nawala ng foresight to begin with. And then it really wasn't the priority in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, the priority was the, you know, which is still the priority until now, is to ramp up testing and and ramp up the capacity for health centers to cater to coronavirus cases. But then all the while, there were a lot of OFWs who were, who were arriving. And um, kind of late in the game, maybe around a month into um, quarantine and lockdown measures now, I remember around April, that's really when they started to implement the system for managing the thousands of OFWs who are arriving either through um, our airports or mm-hmm. through our ports uh, because we have a lot of seafarers, right? Mm-hmm. We, we know that. And so it's a combination of both to the point that they were really overwhelmed with the number of OFWs who were here and who were effectively left stranded because walang system nga. Parang, um, there was no system to have all of them tested and then mm-hmm. all, their results, all their results processed and given in a short amount of time and can you just imagine the emotional stress that is that 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 
glasses for an OFW who is already home, hasn't seen mm-hmm. their family for how many months? Tapos parang nastranded ka pa dito. Like, you're already home and you can't be with your family. Mm-mm. So you're home but not quite. Parang I'm seeing uh, so many photos of OFWs like waiting in line. Parang chance passengers sa mga airports. And then yung mga iba naman na nakadungaw from their quarantine facilities. Parang it's parang it's sad considering you know, we consider them as the bagong bayani. But this is the way right. we're dealing with them. Mm-mm. I think you, a lot of people saw that, yeah, photos and images of OFWs who were left stranded, just waiting for for their rides home. Kasi nga, um, because they were so overwhelmed by all these cases, by all these uh, OFWs arriving, and the idea that more OFWs were going to come, not just the ones who were already here and stranded. Parang, diba yung naging outcome ay government officials suddenly the actually Duterte gave government officials a deadline like you have to take all the OFWs home mm-hmm. to their home provinces in just a week mm-hmm. and so what happened is en masse they were brought to uh, terminals transport terminals airports ports to yeah. just get to just find the way home and of course there aren't enough planes and yeah. there aren't enough buses to take them all home and so it's just another um, long extended wait for them. And I remember um, presidential spokesperson Harry Roque reacting to a statement from a labor group, uh, Migrant, you know, who, who, who really focuses on um, OFWs. And they said that OFWs were seeing it's though they were treated like they were garbage, just being thrown and tossed out um, all of a sudden. But of course, uh, Roque retorted and said, no, we treat them like VIPs because everything's free mm-hmm. and we give them uh, quarantine facilities. Um, but then, you know, th- that's clearly not the case from what OFWs tell, tell us and, and show. How can they lie, no? And so many people are complaining regarding the treatment of OFWs. Hmm. Siguro, uh, regarding this issues ngayon on hand, I want to ask Sophia, what should the government do now? Ano yung maybe dapat yung prioritize regarding OFW's issues na? So what the government is doing now not to try and address that problem is to uh, either limit and schedule arrivals so as to not overwhelm a certain area or even spread them out across the country. Uh, try to bring OFW's closer to home before they, while they're being tested and monitored or even trying to make their systems digital. But I think what they can do, and perhaps uh, try to put some focus on them, is to staff groups that can help them optimize their systems or maybe help them with the logistics. Because I remember, I recall speaking with an OFW who is an engineer for a Japanese company, and he was saying, it's so frustrating that there seems to be no coordination among agencies involved in taking care of OFWs because it was largely, he noticed and he experienced it himself now that it's largely OFWs who have to end up managing and monitoring their own cases. Because they they'll just be stuck in quarantine forever. Yeah, that's and true. so that's really something that I think government should try to... Um, that's one concrete thing government can do. 
So, punta naman sa tayo moving forward kasi we know na yung problems with, ng RFWs. Hindi lang to naka-stop sa how they are treated coming here, like going outside quarantine kasi we know na the pandemic will last a long time and many of the jobs abroad are nakasalalay sa magiging result ng pandemic situation in the coming months. So, I think moving to the future, Sophia, how do you think this pandemic will affect itong fact na ang laki ng labor expert na Philippines? Do you see the number of OFWs decreasing or at least siguro until the coronavirus is not yet over? Yeah, I think so. I think we're already seeing that now, no? We're already seeing it happen because um, aside from OFWs being stuck and stranded in the beginning we already in, in the beginning of the pandemic no we already also saw OFWs who even just had a hard time leaving the country uh-huh. leaving the Philippines to go abroad and um official officials from the Department of Labor and Employment and and Philippine Overseas Employment Agency Administration also mentioned that the the number of OFWs who have been able to leave the country you know ha, has drastically dropped so from thousands of OFWs leaving every day, parang hundreds na lang, or even some cases, not even hundreds, um, have gotten to leave the country for jobs that they applied for and secured long before the coronavirus outbreak started. And so, um, and I think even if we are seeing countries slowly ease their lockdown restrictions, um, in the pa hindi pa umabot yung mga easing of restrictions to travel eh. A lot of countries are still um, are still implementing travel bans and so I think it's gonna take a long time until we reach the level where a lot of OFWs were leaving like like they usually were pre-pandemic. And meron bang uh, plano ang government regarding sa mga OFWs na nawalan trabaho? Kasi uh, we know maraming OFWs na minsan naubos yung ipon or living paycheck to paycheck kasi mm-hmm. laging pinapadala sa Pilipinas. So, yung ipon nila, baka paubos na ngayon. May mga programs ba na nakahanda para sa kanila? Mm-hmm. Um, right. So, DOLE and, and, o, and OWA, POEA, have programs for OFWs who are who have been repatriated. And um, one, the one way, one program they have is to try and find another uh, place to have them redeployed to go work abroad again um, for countries that would accept or employers that would accept them. Or two, um, if they choose to stay in the Philippines, we have programs in Sila, like livelihood programs and assistance that they have livelihood programs and um, they can also avail of assistance. So, Sophia, for my last question, so baka medyo looking forward or medyo malayo in the future, ano yung nakikita mong effect na tong pandemic long-term sa OFWs in the Philippines? Uh, do you see na it is high time for the government to reconsider na maybe it's time for us to give more opportunities for our OFWs here in the Philippines? Kasi parang at the same time na diba sa mga ibang industry, they're saying maybe it's time to reconsider travel, it's time to reconsider borders. So parang do you think na when it comes to OFWs and the concept of OFWs, baka it's time for our governments to finally give them enough reason to just stay in the Philippines? Mm-hmm. Right. I couldn't agree more with what you said, Najadez. I really think that um, government should prioritize giving Filipinos here viable work options. Because 
Diba for the longest time, sinasabi naman ng mga officials, oh, there are jobs, but OFWs mm-hmm. will tell you, those jobs aren't aren't really an option because they're not enough to, um, they don't earn enough in those kind, in, in the kinds of jobs that are available. So, um, oh, high time din na i-consider yung issue na yun, that we should be giving them, um, we should find a way to provide them with better paying jobs, viable jobs. And I think hindi lang yun, um, hindi lang yun concern ng government, but also, let's say, businesses in general, mm-hmm. no? Um, but I think more than that, more than, let's say, the economic impact that, that um, the pandemic will have on OFWs, um, I think we should also, when we're talking about long-term effects, we should also really look at OFWs and their families because mm-hmm. um, it's their families. The reason why they go about in the first place is to support their families and their families depend on them from everything for, for to, from like providing a better place to live in, diba? Parang mas, mas malaki na yung, or you actually get to have a house or um, you get to send your kids to school. You have uh, money that you can use to, if somebody gets sick, to go to the hospital for your healthcare. And so, this is also what the government should really look to and prepare for, I think. Because when all of the abuse come home, no, it's not just the worker that's affected, but the future of their entire family is also suddenly uncertain. Yeah, really big task for a government to reconsider, mm-hmm. to think about, no? Mm-hmm. So I think on that note, we hope that things get better for Bagong Bayani because they deserve better treatment from the government. Because yeah. we know that their taxes or their remittances greatly mm-hmm. benefit the government. So thank you, Sophia, for joining me today and for explaining these issues that ng ng ating mga OFW. Thank you for having me. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you would like to be updated on this and other issues, wag kalimutan na follow ang Rappler and Newsbreak sa Facebook pati na rin sa Twitter. If you want to get access to exclusive content and events, join Rappler Plus. Plus is a community where we discuss and get deeper insights to the issues we face today. Sign up by visiting rappler.com plus. Kung meron ka naman gusto na topic na you think we should discuss in our podcast, email us at investigative at rappler.com. Again, I am Judes Gavilan and this is Newsbreak Beyond the Stories.